0: لا اله الا الله يولد النبي ايداه محمد رسول الله عليه الصلاه والسلام الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يدله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله. أما بعد، فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوه، وما نهىكم عنه فانتهوا. صدق الله العظيم. سبحانة العلم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم. Rabbi shirah li sadrii, wa yassir li amrii, wa halal uqdatan min lisaani yafqahu Allah Respected brothers Respected elders Mothers and sisters <coughs> Listening at home We find today Many foreigners Or immigrants who would want to settle in England to take up residence in England as their home when you ask them people have (coughs) different reasons when you talk to migrants, muhajir, some come to England for education and some come to England for employment with employment and education the bottom line is people feel very safe in England because of the social security benefit system that England has (laughs) and that is the truth as compared to the neighboring countries so people feel very secure and safe if a person for some reason was unemployed even then he feels independent he is not dependent on the father the mother the uncles the government will support him income support. the government will give him a substantial amount of money that will prevent him from stealing or begging if for some reason he's not well and an operation needs to take place some of the operations can cost you five thousand pounds ten thousand pounds six thousand pounds seven thousand pounds But everything is free with the NHS these are the benefits of this country if a person is ill his entire treatment is free Allahu Akbar and if a person for some reason is disabled disability allowance not only for that individual but even that person who is taking care of that disabled person, the carer will get some amount of money for looking after that disabled person Allahu Akbar if for some reason your marriage is dissolved and the woman has nowhere to go the government will look after that lady now I am not talking about the Islamic issues whether these are issues accepted in Islam or not subhanAllah with the benefits you have the good side and the negative sides generally speaking in the country that we live in accommodation will be given to you no one is homeless the council will provide for you house the housing association that we have maybe not a house of your own choice but if you are homeless accommodation is given to you they will look after you so you have many benefits in England which attracts the people from outside to come here if you were unemployed in another country nobody would look after you but here you have a system Subhanallah. Now, when I speak to you, you guys must be wondering, what is he talking about? Is this dars-e-hadith? Or is he talking about benefit scams and fraud here? What's happening here? <laughs> Subhanallah. This is dars-e-hadith, my respected brothers. What I wish to open up for the community is that the benefits should be of no surprise for the Muslims. This is something which the Muslims have enjoyed for centuries, for <coughs> centuries from the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu, sallallahu, wasallam. sallallahu wasallam. The best example is the example of Muhajireen and Ansar. Muhajireen came to Madinatul Munawwara, a foreign territory, migrants, Muhajireen. Everything was given to them, accommodation, employment. Subhanallah, even the nikah was performed. In one day, everything was covered. In one day, everything was covered. These were the seeds of love, affection, to care for your <coughs> fellow Muslim brother, and for, for your fellow human being. These were seeds that were planted initially by Hazrat Nabi Kareem, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. and we study khalafai rashideen, subhanallah, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq ta'ala an had a mission but when during the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab ta'ala an, when Islam spread MashaAllah towards Iraq, Persia, Africa, many other parts outside now the Ajami, the non-Arabs were embracing Islam all of these benefits were in the Islamic infrastructure everything Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab gave his decision that from Madinatul Munawara until the end of the Muslim borders, not a single person should be homeless. Accommodation must be provided to every single person, no distinction, Muslim or non Muslim. If he is living in a Muslim country in the Islamic empire, if he is a non Muslim, he will pay jizya. And if he is a Muslim, he will pay zakat. No distinction. Accommodation will be provided. Allahu Akbar. Today, what we know as a pension for the old age people, old age pensioners, this pension system was already there from the time of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, Hazrat Umar, ta'ala, without any distinction. When Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab came to Jabiya he found a person begging on the streets. He was an old man. An old man begging in the streets of Jabiya, which was part of the Islamic empire. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu an turned him around and said to him, what are you doing? Begging? In the streets of Jabiya? What is the matter? And he says, oh I am not a Muslim. I am a zimmi. again zimmi means the one who pays tax to the Muslim government as Muslims pay zakat. And he said, Amirul Mu'minin, what has happened is that your governors take from me uh, tax, even at this age, I'm old, when I was young, I was providing jizya for the Muslim government, now I am old, no one will give me employment, I can't work. And when I can't work, I have family, I have children. And then I have to pay jizya to the Muslim government. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala and got very angry. And he said to this person who was a non-Muslim, he says, come with me. We have a system of old age pension in Islam. Huh? Even for a non-Muslim. And he said to the Muslim governor, jizya is not abolished. Jizya you will have to pay. But this jizya will be taken out from the Muslim treasury. And a stipend, a fixed salary was fixed for a non-Muslim at that age and a good amount of money was given to him and the likes of that individual, so many who are non-Muslims at that age, he would give jizya from the salary that he receives from Baytul Mal, and also it was enough for his family and for all his needs. Subhanallah. This is something from Islam that people have taken. Everything is part of Islam, my respected brothers Today, if an accommodation is given to you, you have to sign a tenancy agreement. It's not even your house. It belongs to the Leicester City Council, the Government Housing Association. They are your landlords. And every year, the rent is increasing. I should know, I live in a council property. Every year, the rent is increasing. It's not your house. For some reason, if they wanted to get rid of you, there is a possibility by law they can, they can fight and they can take you out. It's not your property. Subhanallah. But during the time of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab an, homes and accommodations were given to the Muslims. Muslims and non-Muslims free of charge as a gift from the Muslim government. Ownership. Documents were signed that this house belongs to you. There was no such thing as uh, rents that you have to pay. This, was, this did not exist in the time of al Rashidin. In fact, until the Ottoman Empire. No rent. Absolutely with Ikhlas, a house was given. And beautiful houses were given. Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab an would go and visit the outskirts of Medina al-Munawwara, the other important uh, cities, the capital cities of different countries to see. And if there was Land that had not been cultivated, it would be taken by the Muslim treasury. The Islamic Khilafah system would own it. And Hazrat Umar would build and construct homes for those who were homeless. Even uh, guest houses. This was first introduced by Sayyidina Umar ibn al Khattab. Every major city had a guest house. This is Musafir Khana. Musafir Khana is indigenous to the Muslims. Huh? There were no hotels, motels. There were no hotels, motels. Everything is about money. Aaj musulman ko dekhe. Subhanallah, he has become so materialistic minded. How can I rip that person? How can I earn money from here, there, here, there, here, there? Allah. Everything is money, 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 money. Mato toh hon, is very mukhlis. You ask him to come to your house, free advice. Molly sahab, can you give me 10 minutes? One hour he will give you. How much? Free of charge? You're a freebie. Huh? Huh? Call an electrician to your house. know who's. Try calling him. Call a plumber to your house. Call a bricky to your house. Call someone who's not even educated, but he has that uh, uh, skill in him. Call someone. And he'll charge you by, by the hour. Gee, I charge for one day 150 pounds. For one day 150 pounds. It's a materialistic world that we live in. And in Islam it was not that. In Islam it was about winning the hearts of people. Houses were given free of charge by the Muslim government. Nothing was accepted. Expected back except for obediency to the Amir al-Mu'mineen, to Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala, any Khalifa that takes the position of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala, Allahu Akbar. guest house, completely free, Musafireen would travel, and they would they, there were no hotels, free of charge, they would stay, spend the night, in that Musafir Khana, in the guest house, for even a month, nobody would say anything. Not only that, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said that food will be provided for the travelers two times a day. Food will be provided for the travelers two times a day. This is the beautiful Islamic system, my respected brothers. That is why these non Muslims would want to live with the Muslims. Look at the story of Spain. Why were the Trinitarians not accepted and the Unitarians accepted? the the Moroccan Muslims that came from Marrakesh and that area and Muslims were well accepted they knew the justice system of Islam they made no distinction whether you're a Muslim or a non-Muslim you pay jizya you are a brother in humanity and all the privilege all the benefits are given to you subhanallah no privilege at all no exception even people like Sayyidina Bilal radiallahu ta'ala, how close he was to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah's Nabi had gifted him a portion of land. This was during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. Now you are in the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala an, wants to know who the lands belong to. And one large plot was given to Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala a senior sahabi a muazzin of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hazrat Umar came to him and said to him Ya Bilal a humble request I have seen that one portion of your land has not been cultivated it's not invested you're not using it only one portion is yours you are using it it would be better for you to give me that one portion so I can make use of it now, Sayyidina Bilal radiyallahu ta'ala did not have the money. You need the money to cultivate. And so he gave an excuse that no, it's my land given to me. And at this minute I haven't got the money. Hadzid Umar radiyallahu ta'ala got angry. I say to you that we as Muslims need this portion of land. It is going to your Muslim brother. And he's saying, no, no, this is given to me as a gift. <laughs> you don't want to make Omar Umar very angry. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an finally said to him Ya Bilal I am asking you very politely now I give you no choice the rules are if in three years if the land is not cultivated then the ownership goes back to the Muslim government and the Muslim government will make use of it and it will provide for the poor and the needy compounds and massive uh, construction would take place Subhanallah, uh, homes were constructed for the poor people, needy people. Employment was given during the time of Sayyidina Amr ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. So these privileges, people today are shocked. And they say, oh, everything is in England. NHS free of charge. Everything was free during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You had top doctors, top doctors in Madinatul Munawwara. Ajami, non-Muslim doctors would want to come to Madinatul Munawwara. And they would open up their surgery. Everything was completely free of charge. If you were ill, any operation, everything was paid by the Muslim treasury, Baytul Mal. Subhanallah. Eventually, Hazrat uh, Bilal radiallahu ta'ala'an gave that plot. Hazrat Umar Ta'ala عن, was very very firm. Allah had given him that wisdom. In fact, when the extension of Masjid al sallallahu alayhi wasallam was about to take place, Hazrat Abbas radiallahu ta'ala had a house close to Masjid al sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Hazrat Umar went to Hazrat Abbas and said to Hazrat Abbas, Abbas, I want your house. I want your house. You have many houses? I want this house. On the motorway, there was a farmer who refused to... Huh? And he's got two roads up north Where where Afra Siraj comes from, up north You have two roads and then you have the farm In the middle, he was very stubborn huh? But Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab Radiyallahu ta'ala Said no Abbas I want it Now Hazrat Abbas radiyallahu ta'ala Made a point, no I'm not going to give you my property No, خلاص. Hazrat Umar radiyallahu ta'ala Had appointed a kazi tul Munavara, chief justice Judge That was Hazrat Ubay bin Ka'ab very senior sahabi. And Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an went to Ubay bin Ka'ab and said you have to talk to Hazrat Abbas and whatever is your decision we will accept. Subhanallah. You have a khalifa going to the Muslim judge and accepting the decision of the judge. Whatever you decide. Whatever the Quran and Hadith says. Hazrat Ubay bin Ka'ab radiallahu ta'ala an gave decision in favor of Hazrat Abbas. And he said, Amirul Mu'minin." no. We learn from the story of Sulaiman alayhi salam when he wanted to construct masjid Aqsa, the property that belonged to an individual. He had the right to refuse and it was accepted by Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam. Uh, from that uh, incident, we have proof in the Qur'an uh, of what the construction took place during his time of masjid al Aqsa. If you want to construct Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam an extension, you need the permission. And if he gives you permission, it is fine. Hazrat Abbas radiallahu ta'ala an went to Hazrat Umar, smiled at him, embraced him and hugged him. And he said, Amirul Muminin, do you think if you ask me for a house, I would not give it to you? This house is yours, free of charge. Subhanallah. How sincere were the companions? Huh? Today, Muslims don't want to support Muslims, my respected brothers afsos ki baat hai. we everything is about money today there is nothing fi sabirillah very few are volunteers who want to do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala very few la hawla wa la illa billah this is the attitude of the kuffar but every benefit today that you see it has benefits and it has the negative side you might find people who are fraudulent you might find people who don't want to work And because of the benefit they become lazy. But during the time of the Khilafat system, that was not the case. Subhanallah. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala took care of the orphans. Even those children that for some reason were abandoned by their parents. He said to all of his governors, the children are the responsibility of Muslim leaders. The governors of every city. And everywhere you will find orphanage. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab would give every child 100 dirhams per year as a gift 100 and he would specially visit all the orphanages and would greet the children to make sure that none are abused. Everything is there for them. Food would be provided, education would be given to these children and he would quote Rasul sallallahu alayhi Would often kiss an orphan child And would say Don't say that you haven't got your mother and father I am your father And this is the sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu 100 dirhams given as Hadir To every child Subhanallah In fact some of the Muslim scholars have mentioned Hazrat Umar ta'ala Would in, make an investment The salary The stipend that is allocated to them, 100 dirhams, he would ask Muslim business people, the tujar, to make an investment. And whatever profit that is incurred by that investment, 100% of that is put back into his account. The account of that orphan child. And when the child grows up to be a man, a wise person, he has control of his wealth, at that point, Sayyidina Umar an would give him his entire capital. And would say to him, this is the money, this is all your money, and if you want you can reinvest that money into, into business again. Subhanallah, this is the solidarity, this is the support. So everything what you see today, Subhanallah, it was there from the time of Hazrat Umar ta'ala'an, from the time of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We had a system what is known as baitul Mal. And there was no fraud involved in that. No money taken. Subhanallah. It is said that once for a few days Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an was not feeling well. He was not well. Some of the companions came to him and said to him, Amirul Muminin, why don't you treat yourself? We have a lot of pure honey in baitul Mal. Why don't you eat and drink Honey that is there which is pure. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala as an Amir, Amirul Mu'minin, he says, Well, this is from the Baytul Mal. How can I take honey as medication from Baytul Mal? This belongs to all of the Muslims. Sayyidina Umar ibn al Khattab, when it was Yawmul Jumu'ah, he sat on the mimba and he said to all of his congregation, He said, My brothers, I am not feeling well. If you allow me, do you give me permission to uh, eat or drink honey from Baytul Mal? And everyone gave permission to Hazrat Amirul Mu'mineen. Some of them said, Amirul Mu'mineen, do you need to take permission? But this was the akhlaq of Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala. He wanted to set a standard for everyone, for the Khulafa to come after him. <laughs> ye to ki or jis maksar se apne lius maksar te apne kaam karna subhanallah razi child benefit system every child that is born who's given the most? the, the eldest one the eldest child is given the most isn't it? mashallah so abdul rahman doesn't get too much does he? no <coughs> the eldest child gets the most this child system benefits again taken from sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala everything my respected brothers once Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu ta'ala as was his uh, routine in the night he would patrol the streets of Madinatul Munawwara and the outskirts of Madinatul Munawwara. He was walking with his slave Aslam Aslam and Hadrati Umar were patrolling the streets outside Madinatul Munawwara. He came to an area what is known as Sarar. Sarar is about three miles outside of Madinatul Munawwara there he saw a lady cooking and a lot of children were around her and all of the children were crying and making a lot of noise Hazrat umar radiallahu is with his slave and looking at this lady cooking and she can't take control of her children Hazrat umar radiallahu ta'ala came to investigate and he said to her what are you doing right now so late in the night and she said, well, I have no food. I am pretending to cook somehow to satisfy my children. They are very hungry and that is why they are crying. I am pretending to cook. Maybe they might go to sleep. I have said to them, I am cooking meat for you and it will take a bit of time. This was the state of some of the people in the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and started to cry. Children were there hungry and the mother is boiling water. Not cooking anything. She is pretending to cook. but There was only water that was boiling. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala and went back to Madinatul Munawwara. He, he packed up a, a, a bag of flour, meat and some dates. And he said to his khadim Aslam, I want you to load all this on my back. I want you to load it on my back. Aslam the slave said, Amirul Mu'minin, what am I there for? I am your khadim, I am your slave. Put it on me and I will take it. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said that, I fear what I saw today on the day of Qiyamah Allah will question me. Or oh Umar, in your khilafat children are crying? Or oh Umar, in your khilafat women go to sleep without food? Sayyidina Umar radiyallahu ta'ala had a bag of flour on his back with dates Meat, and he went to that lady. He gave flour to that lady. Immediately, the lady started cooking, baking bread. As Umar Almighty Taala and was there, sitting with Aslam. The meat was being cooked. The children were happy. Subhanallah. When the mother gave lukma to each of the child, there was a smile on their face. As Umar Almighty Taala and was also putting lukma in the mouth of all of the children that were there in some riwayat it comes that Omar umar had two children on his lap and he would feed them this lady was so happy that she came to amirul mu'minin and she said you know what i have heard that umar is a just man the amir for the muslim is a just man but today i feel that i have met someone who is better than umar and i would prefer you to be amirul mu'minin than umar Hazrat Umar was so mukhlis. This lady did not even know that she is actually talking with Umar radiallahu ta'ala and she's saying today I prefer you over Umar. You are better than Umar. Subhanallah. Every child that was born was given a stipend. Every month enough money was given to the family members. Once Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala was feeding all the people that were around him. And there was a man sitting on one side. When he saw Hazrat Umar, ta'ala an, he would turn away. Hazrat Umar ta'ala an went to him and noticed that he was eating with his left hand. Eating with his left hand. Hazrat Umar ta'ala an sat in front of him and said to him, Why do you eat with your left hand? This is the method of shaitan, eat with your right hand. And he had this shawl that was covering the arms. And he took one side of the shawl out, the right section. And he said to Amirul muminin I have no hand. My right hand has been cut off in the battle of Yarmouk. When he said that the hand was made shaheed in the battle of Yarmouk, Hazrat Umar stood up. Hazrat Umar an kissed his forehead, sat next to him. And obviously uh, condoled him and said to him that you eat with your left hand, who cooks food for you, who looks after you, if this is your condition. He said, Amirul Muminin, I have no one. I struggle every day, I have no one, I am all alone. A great Mujahid who was made Shaheed. Today what happens, we have Mujahideen who fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the family, Allahu Akbar, they have nothing. We have Muslims who are squandering their wealth, and yet you have these great mujahids who have become shaheed, and their family members have nothing to eat. This is a fact. We will be questioned on the day of Qiyamah, my respected brothers. We have to sponsor families. We have to look after families. Especially the Mujahideen who have become Shaheen, They have given their life in the part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What happens to their children? What happens to the wife? Who will look after them? Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala said to him that I will uh, allocate for you an amount from the Muslim treasury and he employed someone to care for this individual who was now disabled. He did not have the right hand a carer and that Kerah was also given a salary from Baitul Mah. This was the khilafat system. From the time of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, all the facility was given to the disabled people. Today when we go shopping subhanallah Allah give them iman. They look after the disabled people. Uh, a lot of the things are given absolutely free. bathroom banani, bathroom bangay. This I want, that I want. A lot of it is free. We must make dua Allah give them iman. Huh? But we must not forget that all of these privilege privileges have been with us from the time of Hadrate, Nabi Kareem <laughs> Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq to take pride in the teachings of Rasul Sallallahu alayhi Wasallam and that we follow the Sunnah. الكرام واخر دعوانا ان الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد النبي الامي وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما اللهم تقبل منا وتبع علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم نستغفرك ونتوب اليك نستغفرك ونتوب اليك سمعنا واطعنا غفرانا كربنا واليك المصير برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين